In today's video, I'm going to talk about what causes the feelings of emptiness and boredom. And then, more importantly, I'm going to give you seven solutions to conquer both of those feelings. Now, starting with emptiness, it's really a very deep childhood wound. It's really unmet childhood needs. There's an overwhelming feeling that was experienced in childhood of not feeling seen, heard, or understood as your authentic self. You as a person, there were defects. And this can happen in perfectly caring parents. But because we don't teach how to parent many times on accident, and sometimes maliciously, but more often than not, on accident, parents send that message that the child as an individual has no worth. It may not always be their intent, and they're trying to teach and all of that, but because we don't recognize that true healthy parenting is allowing a child to become their authentic self, not dictate to them who to become, well, a child feels very unseen, unheard, and misunderstood. And so really what it is, it is a lack of true, healthy attachment and what is called attunement. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Attunement is the ability of the parent to put aside their needs, their emotional condition, their current stresses in the moment, and just get to know their child. So, why do you like that? So, it, for instance, if they made a mistake, instead of yelling and screaming at them, you know, for what a terrible thing they did, it's, so why do you think you did that? What were you thinking there? Why did you think that was a good choice? Why didn't you think of this instead? See, there's a parent who's learning about the child's needs, motivations. The child is feeling seen and heard and understood. And from that place, then the parent can go, well, how did that work out for you? Do you see the pitfalls in that? What do you think are other options you might be able to use in that situation? You know, and obviously your language would change depending on their age. But that would be how we would create healthy attachment and what's called healthy, proper attunement with the child, all right? So to sum it up, basically, someone who has a deep sense of emptiness feels experienced quite a bit of emotional neglect. Now, there are scales to this. Those who have an overwhelming hole of emptiness You'll see this a lot in a borderline personality disorder or narcissist. So, you know, it's not, you don't, just because you have that emptiness doesn't mean you have those conditions. You know, it's a scale. And I'm not dealing with, you know, the severe cases in this video of borderline or narcissism, but just that general sense of, because most people throughout their life have that experience of emptiness. Okay. Now it can also come from a truly traumatic event, death of somebody close to you. Um, uh, 
a weather disaster, you know, a, a traumatic life event where it's so big it can't be processed. And so there's a bit of a detachment or dissociation away from the authentic self as their brain and body is trying to process it. And so there can also be a sense of emptiness from that. Well, that just requires, you know, recovery work and stuff like that. So underneath that, unfortunately, what gets created in the person who feels um, empty and because of the neglect in childhood, where what shows up is then as an adult, they neglect themselves. Because their needs and wants weren't met and they weren't allowed to explore their authentic needs and wants as an adult, they don't know how to meet them and that's the emptiness. They don't know how to fill that hole inside of them. They were never allowed to explore their authentic self and what it is they truly want and how they can feel whole inside themselves. So as an adult, they're stuck in that and they replay it. Now, how do they avoid that? Well, addiction quite often, food, um, you know, people who have affairs or, you know, sleep around porn, alcohol, drugs, shopping, working out, workaholism, pets, illness, disease. There are many ways that people avoid feeling that deep sense of emptiness and they fill it with further neglect because all of those things, you know, anything outside of moderation um, usually has a detrimental effect on us. Now, we may have periods in our life where we push ourselves to excel or succeed at something, but then we, you know, downgrade or down level into more of a moderate state. That would be a, you know, a healthy perspective. But many people live their lives in this accelerated perspective to hide that sense of emptiness. Most highly successful people have a deep hole of emptiness. And that's why they are pursuing sports, all the different things that people pursue. It's to avoid that. And so that's the sad thing about the emptiness. That the solutions they develop as an adult actually further the emptiness. They're not really pursuing their own needs and wants. That was me. I mean, I played two pro sports thinking it's what I wanted. It wasn't. I was just trying to fill the hole from an alcoholic mother and a rage-filled father who couldn't connect to me. There was a deep hole there. And so I found outside esteem, outside adulation, which I thought would fill that hole of I'm this athlete and I get attention for it. And I was, that was my attempt to fill that emptiness. I also had many addictions. You know, I did all of this stuff. That's why I kind of know about it, because I lived the journey of trying, you know, of turning that emptiness against myself as an adult, trying to fill that hole when the only, as you'll see, I'll give you the seven solutions of what the real healthy way is to fill that hole. And so this is what we do. We experience the emptiness as a child, and then we actually avoid, as an adult, we avoid facing and healing that emptiness, and we end up repeating the original wounding against ourselves. And that's, what, that's why, as an adult, it can feel so overwhelming, because now, whether we recognize it consciously, but a person who's stuck with deep emptiness, 
they're now creating their own emptiness because they've never healed the pain from the past and they've never developed their own authentic self and don't know how to pursue or live in their authentic needs and wants or ask for them, all right? So they just repeat that emptiness cycle. Now, when it comes to boredom, it's really the same thing. It goes back to childhood. Um, child, boredom is really comes from a lack of autonomy as when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. A child, because again, adolescence, especially our teenage years, is a peak period for boredom. It's largely because children and teenagers um, are not given a lot of control. Parents, again, perfectly, you know, their hearts in the right place of trying to protect their child, but when we don't learn the proper way to allow a child to experience life and make mistakes and struggle at an early age and we control them out of fears that they're going to get hurt or something terrible is going to happen to them. We sequester them and suppress them and repress them so much and take away so much control from them that they don't know what to do. And so now as an adult, this, this will still, I, I hate to admit this, but I still have days where I literally the top of my stairs, I will stand there 30 minutes, 60 minutes, staring out the upper, uh, upper window, thinking, what should I do today? I will regress into that childhood state of, you know, I mean, one of the things my mom did was, um, or our parents did was, come seven in the morning, get out. Go outside and play, don't come back till dinner. Well, we had moved out to a very rural area. There was no one to play with. There was nothing to do. And so we couldn't pursue our needs and wants. And I still have moments in my life where that trauma comes up. And I will literally stand in place for 60 minutes, longer, even a full day, just sitting there blank, numb, bored, feeling a sense of emptiness, not knowing what to do. Now, I've learned enough that I don't beat myself up for it, that I know it's basically a, a form of complex PTSD where I've been triggered and I've fallen into a freeze and fawn. Fawn state is like learned helplessness. You're just a blob, and that's what happens to me. I'll just collapse, and I'll be numb and blank, and I have no access to my skills and tools. And you know, I have lists of things for moments like that of what I can go do and how I can meet my needs and all of that. But in that, sometimes it gets so deep, I forget. And I literally will stand at the top of the stairs, staring out the window going, what am I going to do today? In other words, it's okay to be human. It's okay to have tough times. It's okay to sometimes be in pain from the past. And as you're going to see when we get to solutions, I'm going to talk about this more deeply. So 
basically when it comes to both emptiness and boredom. It's our childhood needs were not met and our autonomy was taken from us as a child. Many times we were dictated to or too many decisions were made for us and we were not allowed to learn and explore and develop these skills and tools for ourselves. So let's get to the solutions on how to turn this around. Well, the first one is stop abandoning yourself. Now, the primary way we abandon ourselves is through addictions and avoidance. And so this requires we get into recovery. This is not a process we can heal on our own. We need outside help to guide us through this. There are too many things and too much too many landmines in the past that we've built a fortress around. Because as I say, 80% of people I talk to will say, oh, that my childhood was great. And then and even in my comments, when I talk about childhood trauma, they will say, my childhood was fine. And then they literally will describe horrifically traumatic events in their childhood. And I go, did you see you just described childhood trauma? Like that's traumatic. And they just gloss over it. Well, yeah, uh, but it doesn't affect like the detachment. And so we need help from a professional to, to teach us lovingly, be there to help us attach to it and work through it. So we need to stop abandoning ourselves. We need to learn to ask for help. Stop using addictions and reach out for, for professional help. Number two is we need to be the parent we never received. We need to parent ourselves. Now, how do we do that? Well, we stop running from the emptiness. We need to learn to feel as much as possible. Again, stop the avoidance through addictions and, um, you know, chasing our career and chasing our hobbies and chasing our workouts and our dogs and our cats and all of these avoidance techniques. We need to learn to sit in the feeling of emptiness, learn about it, experience it, grieve it, come to love and adore it. And what I mean by that is just like those moments where I get stuck on the stairs, I don't shame myself. I allow myself to be perfectly imperfect, to feel pain. See, our culture hates any type of emotional pain, talking about it, dealing with it, addressing it. We do everything, every TV commercial, and most self-help people, all they're ever doing is trying to teach you how to avoid it. Well, the answer is in the opposite. You need to become an expert at experiencing it and navigating through it. And so I can have days where I stand at the top of my stairs, and it's okay. It is part of life. We are human. We will all have dark days that come out of nowhere for no reason because we all experienced less than perfect and perfectly imperfect parenting. We all have wounds. And some days those wounds need to be exposed. How does any wound heal? It needs air. It needs to be brought into the light. And so that's step number two. Stop running from the emptiness. Learn about it. Learn to embrace it. Learn to accept it. Learn. This is just life. This is part of the journey. I don't have to medicate or run or avoid. I will survive this. Because that's the biggest fear, 
is this is going to kill me. Well, it won't. We can all survive that. If we learn how to sit in those dark moments and recognize I'm just in pain. It feels very empty, very boring. I don't know what to do. I feel incredibly helpless and hopeless. And it's okay. It's okay that I feel this. I can survive this. It's just a day. Not every day is like this. It may have been going on for a stretch, but I do remember times where it wasn't like this. It's not all day every day. And so we learn to embrace that life isn't lived in this space of always joyous and always perfect. Because think of all of the influences in our life. They're always selling us how to live here in the pure happiness and joy and everything's great and kumbaya. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters and what do I even say other than hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Well, the, do you see? That's a very restricted life. It's not a whole life. It's not an accurate life. It's a fantasy. It's not truth. Life is expansive. It's huge. It includes the myriad of emotions and experiences. And so when we buy in to the cultural model that almost everybody advocates and teaches, that everything should be kumbaya. Man, what a, what a sad thing to not learn to accept and embrace every aspect of life. That darkness leads us to light. That if we want this space to be bigger, there's only one way. Do you see what the answer is? Look, if life is this big and we're trying to live here, do you see how we get it? We have to learn how to live out here. Because if I make peace with the darkness on each side of that, what am I doing? I'm increasing life's experiences, life's joy. And so when I'm at the top of the stairs and I'm blank and I'm numb and I'm desperate and I'm hopeless and worthless and all of those feelings, I'm okay. My world has just gotten bigger. And that's my encouragement to you. Be the parent for yourself that you never got. Don't shame that and ask them to get rid of it because that's what happened. A part of ourselves, our parent went, you, that piece of you is bad. Not that behavior or choice is bad, but that's bad. And so we're banishing ourselves. And that's the emptiness. This is bad and I can't go here. Well, that's why we need to open up to all of that and learn to accept that and let that in. What that emptiness needs is the love, the attachment, and the attunement it never got. So when you're stuck at the top of your stairs, be the parent you never received. Number three, self-love and self-care are essential. Now, I, I could do a whole video on that, and that's why my suggestion is head over to my YouTube channel, go to my playlist, 
and watch all the videos on my self-love playlist. It's countless videos with tremendous skills, ideas, solutions, how to create lists, and how to put a self-care, self-love plan in place. All right? Step number four is learn to ask for your needs and wants. Also, learn what your needs and wants are in the first place. Because remember, boredom is our personal autonomy was taken away from us as a child. And so we develop needs and wants of our parents. Like, I remember <clears throat> one of my first exercises that Mike, my mentor, had me do was to come up with a self-care needs and wants list. I came back the next week, and the only thing I had on it was go hit golf balls. See, I had suppressed so much of myself as a child to fit in just because all of us go through this, to fit into our parents' needs and wants and all of that. The only thing in my life was athletics. I had no soul, no sense of self, no needs and wants, no hobbies, nothing. I had to learn. And so I just went and tried stuff. Do I like this or not? I don't even know. And so to learn about that process more in depth, again, I could, I've done whole videos on that. Head over to my YouTube channel and go to type in codependence recovery, how to ask for your needs and wants. And there I lay out the full process so you can do a couple things. One, recognize that most of your needs and wants aren't yours. They are things you chose because they were dictated to you by your parents. They're not authentic to you. So you'll learn that. And then two, you're going to learn what is truly authentic to you and how to pursue it. And more importantly, how to learn to ask for your needs and wants. That's one of the biggest things for me when I hit those dark places is learning to reach out for help and just call a friend and go, I, I need connection. Can we go do something? I'm blank and numb. I just need to be around somebody so I connect. All right? But that's me. I had to learn to ask for support. Remember what emptiness does? It secludes. As we become an adult, we actually avoid. And so we pull back and we create more of the emptiness in ourselves by not reaching out and not asking for help, not pursuing our needs and wants. That's why we need to do that. The next step Step five is to give the emptiness back. As I said, our parents are perfectly imperfect. And in my experience, there's only an incredibly small percentage of parents that truly, consciously think about hurting their children. Everyone else, it's only because we don't teach how to parent, because we're unaware, but their heart and intent is to totally love and adore us. We just don't teach how to do that effectively. So they're not to blame. They're not bad parents. They did the best they could with the information they had. But, or I shouldn't say but, it's not a but, it's an and. And they are also responsible for making the choice not to go learn how to be a parent. And so they do bear some responsibility for not having the information to impart it into us and not having the skills and tools to teach us proper attachment and attunement. So again, they're not to blame, and they are responsible for choosing not to educate themselves as a parent. And therefore, they were just doing 
what was done to them. Because face it, it's not until the 1970s with the advent of TV talk shows like Oprah and Phil Donahue that we even sort of considered talking about anything emotionally or parenting or relationships. So for centuries, it's been taboo for parents to learn about anything. Okay, so that's why they're not to blame. It's been a cultural thing. They did the best they could. And so your parents, perfect imperfections, are there because their parents dumped those perfect imperfections into them. That's how it all happens. We can only do what we know. And so we end up passing it down to the next generation. Even if we say, oh, I'm going to do it the opposite. Well, we're human. Even if you do go to classes and you do learn, you're still going to be perfectly imperfect. You will make mistakes. So that's why step number five, give the emptiness back. Now, I have a 10-step process that walks you through how to take that emptiness and that boredom. Because really what you're carrying is your parents' unhealed emptiness and their unhealed boredom. It's their pain. That's what they, we all do as parents, is we transfer our, our unhealed pain into our children. Not because we're bad people, but because we're perfectly imperfect and we're human. That's it. All right? And so there's a process to learn to give that back to them so we can reclaim our authentic self, so we can separate from that and discover our, our true authenticity. Because remember, that's what Borden came from. We largely had to suppress and repress who we are and what we wanted to pursue to meet our parents' needs and wants. So to get that process, head over to my website, kennyweiss.net. Go to the resources tab. Scroll down about halfway. You're going to see, I think it's six or seven free downloads that I offer. The one you're looking for says, Codependence Recovery, Giving the Pain Back. Download that free um, um, process and that will teach you in those, you, I would suggest when you're not in the, the dark place, because you probably won't think about it, but do recovery work around that, giving that back. That will mitigate the boredom and emptiness episodes that you have. It'll make them smaller, less deep. Um, it is life. You will have some but you will be able to navigate it. And as you come up out of it, you go, ooh, this is fresh. I'm Now that it's so fresh in me, I'm going to go do that process and really give this pain back to them. And so the more you do that, you gain emotional mastery, you rework that neural pathway and that emotional condition and become the parent for yourself that you didn't have. Number six is um, <clears throat> to pick up a copy of my book, Your Journey to Success. I suggest this because, remember, this is all learned. It's passed down. It creates what I call the worst day cycle. Remember, part of emptiness and why we get stuck in that feeling. And as an adult, we actually avoid facing and healing that is because of the worst day cycle that I talk about here. It's specifically how shame and denial work. And so if you're not aware of that process of how we re-inflict it, I know that sounds terrible, and it really sounds like I'm blaming you, and I'm not. What I'm really trying to do is empower you. <clears throat> but 
but because of how childhood was and our parents sent the message whenever, you know, I'm, we're suggesting a new way of looking at things, almost all of us perceive that as a slight or a slam or you're telling me I'm bad or I'm doing it wrong. Well, that's because that's how we heard it as a child. That's how it was told to us. And that's not what I'm doing. But I can appreciate that it feels like I'm the parent saying you're bad again. And that's not my heart. And I know I don't always pick the best words to communicate. I wish I was Gabor Mate. He picks the best words. I keep trying to become him, but I'm not there yet. But my heart is, what I do know is this, is if you can look past my imperfections in the way I communicate it, and if you read about it, and even in the imperfect way I explain it, and just be open to it, what you're going to see is it's an invitation to grace, grace for yourself and grace for your parents, love for yourself and a deeper loving connection with your parents. It's actually the exact opposite of the way it might feel where it's assaultive, confrontive, and it's, you know, I'm blaming and condemning you and your parents. It's actually the complete opposite, but I'm still perfectly imperfect in the way I communicate it where everybody goes, Oh my God, I see the invitation here. And, one of these, I, I don't know. Recovery is substantial. It's never complete. It's okay that I haven't figured it out yet. And it may be I'm it, part of my journey to never figure out the exact right words on how to communicate all this stuff. I'm okay if that ends up being my destiny. I know this. I would sure like to find the words. <laughs> to say it so it comes across in that way. I still haven't quite figured it out. And just like the emptiness I feel or the boredom I feel, it's okay. And that's the beauty. That's the invitation I'm trying to give you <clears throat> is when you learn about the cycle and you, you know, watch these videos and do the download. That's, do you hear how much grace and forgiveness I have for myself? Well, from that place, I can give it to my parents. I can give it to others. And do you hear the invitation in that to everyone involved? That's what I'm trying to get across. Again, I have growth to do in my effectiveness of getting that across. The final thing I would suggest or invite you to consider is signing up for my free um, Masterclass. It's called Your Journey to Emotional Mastery. It is the first class in my suite of online classes. And I give this one away free because emotional mastery is so central to everything we do in life, whether it's a financial pursuit, an emotional pursuit, a relationship pursuit, uh, a health, every aspect. Everything we do starts with a feeling. Every thought starts with a feeling. Every action starts with a feeling. And so without emotional mastery, if we're not pursuing emotional mastery and we're trying to solve these problems with any other model, what we are doing is we are treating the symptoms and we are avoiding the solution. Every solution starts with emotions. We need to become an expert in this. And that's why I give this first class away free because it's the building block. It's a very simple process to learn and for you to get in complete awareness of how your emotions run everything in your life.
and without emotional mastery, life's just really tough. And I just don't want it to be tough for you. I mean, if you want it to be tough, I'll support you in that. I don't want to change you or control you. I want you to do what works best for you. But if you don't like where your life is, the building block to turning around is emotional mastery. And that's why I give this class away for free. Again, it's called Your Journey to Emotional Mastery. And you're going to learn a simple three-step process to reconnect to your authentic self, to see how your emotions are running everything in your life, to see how every perfect imperfection in your adult life started in your childhood. Not because your parents are bad people, but because we're all human, we're all perfectly imperfect, and that's how the brain and body works. It seeks to repeat what it's already experienced. You'll learn about that in my book and how the worst day cycle works. And so if we want to shift it, if we want to get out of feeling empty and get out of feeling bored, we have to develop emotional mastery and shift the way we feel. And so that's why, I don't know when it was, a couple years ago, I just went, this is just too pivotal. It's a basic life skill that every child and every adult should know to navigate life. And I can't charge for that. You know, it's like not teaching a child to walk. Think of how unkind that would be to rob them of that. And that's how I just woke up one day and kind of went, wow, I'm, why am I charging for this? I'm not even allowing people to walk. That just didn't sit right for my needs and wants and my morals and values. And so that's why I did it. So I hope you choose to take advantage of it. So again, here are the seven solution. Stop abandoning yourself. Stop avoiding the feelings. Get into recovery. Hire an expert. Number two, be the parent for yourself. Learn. Expand your world. Expand the ability to accept that there is darkness in life. And that allows for more joy in your life. Number three, self-love and self-care are essential. Go to my self-love playlist and watch all of those. Number four, learn to ask for your needs and wants. Go to my YouTube channel, Codependence Recovery, How to Ask for Your Needs and Wants video. Number five, give the emptiness back. Go to my website, KennyWeiss.net, resources, scroll down, Codependence Recovery, Giving the Pain Back, download that, work that process. Number six, pick up a copy of my book, Your Journey to Success. And number seven, my free Your Journey to Emotional Mastery Masterclass. Those seven will really help you navigate the emptiness and the boredom and be able to be okay with life's expanded emotions and expanded experience. So, as always, enjoy the journey.